Hello and welcome to the What The Heck podcast, a show that looks at mysteries and the unexplained. I'm your host, Glenn. Every week I look at something unexplained, telling a story or describing it, then look at the theory surrounding it. I won't give you any answers because I don't know them myself. I'll just give you what you need to decide for yourself. Research is done as academically as possible and references will be given after the stories. The episode this week is a science episode. This week, we're talking about what destroyed Venus. Venus is the second planet from the Sun in our solar system. It's also the closest neighbour to Earth. It's often referred to as Earth's twin because they have a similar size and density. But that's where the similarities end. We know the planet Earth is hospitable because we live here. But Venus is quite the opposite. One of the five classical planets visible to the naked eye and the second brightest object in the night sky. Venus is only outshined by the moon. It's not known who first recorded Venus, but we know that it's named after the Roman goddess of love and beauty, which makes it the only planet in the solar system that's named after a female figure. Venus has a thick and toxic atmosphere that's filled with carbon dioxide. It's perpetually covered in thick yellow clouds made of sulfuric acid that cause a greenhouse effect, trapping heat on the planet. Because of this, Venus is the hottest planet in the solar system. Surface temperatures on Venus are around 900 Fahrenheit or 450 Celsius. That's hot enough to melt lead and makes it hotter than Mercury, the planet closest to the sun. It also means that the planet is completely dry. The atmosphere is so dense that the pressure on the surface is believed to be equivalent to the pressure found at a kilometre below sea level, and NASA says that it's roughly 90 times that of Earth's air pressure. The surface of the planet is a rusty colour, peppered with mountains and thousands of large volcanoes that are still active. But photos of this are rare due to the thickness of the atmosphere and the weather on the planet. Another big difference from Earth is that Venus rotates in the opposite direction to most of the other planets in the solar system. This means that the Sun rises in the west and sets in the east on Venus. It's not the only one that spins differently, because Uranus spins on its side. Galileo first recorded his observations of the planet in 1610. Before the invention of the telescope, the planets just looked like bright stars. They still do to the naked eye. But with the invention of telescopes, we could look closer. That's exactly what Galileo wanted to do. His plan was to see if Venus had phases like the moon. Over the course of a few months, he recorded how he saw the size and shape of Venus change as it moved around the sun. The closer it was to Earth, the bigger it looked. But because we're seeing more of the night side of the planet, it looked to be crescent-shaped. The further it was, the more round it got, but because of the distance, it looked smaller. 
This discovery was really important for Galileo. Although it wasn't proof that the Sun was the centre of the universe, it proved that the planets moved around that and not Earth, which was something that Nicholas Copernicus had theorised before Galileo even mentioned it. In modern times, where NASA sends crafts into space with the intention of exploring it, more than 40 spacecraft have visited Venus. The first of these crafts was the Mariner 2, which launched in 1962 and took basic measurements of the atmosphere. In 1989, the Magellan launched and used radar on it, mapping 98% of the planet's surface. This gave one of our first looks under the atmosphere. NASA weren't the only ones to send spacecraft to Venus. In the 1970s, the Soviet Union sent several crafts, including some that managed to get past the atmosphere and onto the surface of the planet. They passed through the sulfuric acid clouds and into 200 mile per hour winds to touch down on the intensely hot planet's surface. These crafts managed to take photographs of the landscape on the planet's surface, so we know what it looks like below the yellow atmosphere. The surface of the planet is always gloomy because of the cloud layer that's always present. The sun's light can pass through, but because of the clouds, the planet's surface is always bathed in a yellowish hue. NASA's Magellan took advantage of how radio waves could penetrate the cloud cover when it arrived at Venus in 1990 and spent the next four years mapping it. None of the crafts that have made it onto the surface have lasted long enough to make the return trip though. The Soviet ships only lasted long enough to take a few photographs before being crushed by the pressure. One of NASA's pioneer Venus multiprobes managed an hour in 1978. Recent missions to Venus include ESA's Venus Express, which orbited from 2006 to 2016, and Japan's Akatsuki Venus Climate Orbiter that's been orbiting the planet since 2016. In 2022, it was announced that NASA's Parker Solar Probe captured its first visible light images of the surface of Venus when it flew by in February 2021. Around 30 miles above the planet's surface, the temperature ranges between 86 and 158 Fahrenheit, or 30 to 70 Celsius. These ranges can accommodate earthly life. The pressure is also similar to that of Earth's surface. At the top of the cloud cover, where the winds are extreme, the clouds have dark streaks in them. Scientists can't explain how the streaks stay intact in the winds, nor do they know why these dark streaks absorb ultraviolet radiation. It's been theorised that they could be ice crystals, fine particles, or even the chemical compound iron chloride. Astrobiologists think that the streaks could be made up of microbial life, they believe that ring-shaped links of sulfur atoms that exist in the atmosphere could provide microbes with a protective coating that protects them from the acid in the clouds. This coating would also allow them to absorb ultraviolet light and redistribute it as visible light. None of the information we found about Venus provides compelling evidence that life could have existed on Venus, but they do raise the question of what happened to Venus. 
Things like why oceans disappeared, why the surface is violently volcanic, and how it all happened. Venus is the brightest star in our night sky, but the mystery of why its surface is so ravaged is being looked into by NASA and ESA. What happened to Venus? Let's look at what people think. One of the theories that NASA has given is that volcanism is a cause of Venus's destruction. Hundreds, maybe thousands of centuries of volcanic activity and eruptions may have transformed the planet into its current state. The idea is that this scale of volcanism has lasted hundreds of thousands of years, with eruptions spewing 100,000 cubic miles of rock onto the planet's surface. A study said that this amount of molten rock would be enough to cover the state of Texas. The argument is that the amount of heat that the volcanoes would have produced is compounded by the amount of carbon dioxide they would have created and released into the atmosphere. Over millions of years, lava has spread over the surface of the planet, releasing so much carbon dioxide that the climate would have been unable to cope with it. Oceans would have boiled away due to the extreme heat. This would add moisture to the atmosphere, which adds to the greenhouse effect. The moisture would have eventually been lost to space, but Venus would have already suffered the consequences, leaving just an inhospitable planet behind. The thing is though, the Earth has suffered around five mass extinction events that have been caused by eruptions that produced large areas of igneous rock in a similar fashion to Venus. These events took place around 540 million years ago, destroying roughly 50% of life on the planet. The difference is that these disruptions didn't cause the same kind of greenhouse effect as Venus has been subject to. Scientists are still trying to figure out why Earth managed to evade the same fate as Venus, and how the mass extinction events weren't large enough to cause the same scale of damage as they have on Venus. They think that by understanding both Earth's and Venus's events, they can determine if the events leading to Venus's destruction were similar in any way. Another theory given by NASA is that the lack of a magnetosphere created the destruction of Venus. Magnetospheres are a protective and magnetic layer in a planet's atmosphere, helping it to recover from solar eruptions known as coronal mass ejections. In 2006, one of these eruptions hit Venus, ripping away huge amounts of oxygen from its atmosphere. They believe that learning how such a slow-moving eruption had such an impact on Venus could lead to the discovery of what happened to Venus. The lack of a magnetosphere is important to this theory, 
due to its protection against these kinds of eruptions. And discovering if this was a cause of the destruction could help in further research into the habitability of other planets. ESA have looked into the issue as well. Their Venus Express found that most of the lost atmosphere of Venus escapes on the night side. They also found that hydrogen gas was being stripped away from the day side. The Express is positioned strategically so that it can investigate the process. They also mentioned the lack of a magnetosphere on Venus, saying that solar winds hit the upper side of the atmosphere, carrying particles into space. Planetary scientists believe that part of the water from Venus was lost that way, in the time the planet has existed. In order for the question to be answered though, the Express must observe loss of oxygen particles from the atmosphere and be able to verify that the lost amount is roughly half that of the lost hydrogen. So far, they've been unable to detect it. New missions to Venus were announced in 2021, with NASA announcing the Veritas, launching no later than 2027 and orbiting Venus to learn more about how Venus lost its potential to be habitable. And also the Da Vinci mission, launching in the late 2020s to drop a probe to the surface to take measurements and take images of the surface. The probe is not expected to survive the landing. ESA has also announced the Envision mission to take detailed observations of the planet and take high resolution measurements of the surface features of the planet. This mystery isn't solved yet, but scientists exploring space are making huge steps to find out the answers. The story from this episode came from a Natural History Museum article about Venus, a micro-observatory article about Venus, the NASA overview of Venus, and the NASA in-depth look of Venus. The theories from this episode came from a first post article called Venus is Dead, What Caused Earth's Twin to Become a Volcanic Hell? A NASA article called What Happened to Venus? And an ESA article called where did Venus's water go? References for the episode and links to studies will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Social media links are available using the link in the episode description. I'm on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. I have a Patreon as well, but I'm still deciding what to post on it this season. There's a £3 tier if you want to support me anyway. The link to the Patreon is also on the link tree and, as before, you're welcome to pledge more than £3 a month and I'll find something extra special for the people that do. My email address is also in the episode description if you want to help send me spooky stories, unexplained events, or even mysteries you want me to look at. If I get enough, I'll set up some listener episodes to read them. Please don't hesitate to email me if you have any corrections or issues with things that I've said. Once I've seen the email, I'll make sure to correct myself. 
This episode was supposed to release on March 29th. Regular scheduling will return soon, so hold on until then.